0: hi there and welcome to the very first episode of the mine life podcast my name's robbie klitzing and i'm absolutely stoked to get this started in my role as a radio presenter i've had close relationships with the mining industry for many years and one thing that's always enthralled me is the different personalities and characters you come across when you step onto a mine site i thought it would be great to put together a podcast where i interview some of the colorful personalities as well as business leaders and stakeholders within the industry and hopefully play a part of getting the story of Australian mining out to the world. If you want to show a bit of support for this podcast, I'd love you to get in touch on social media. I've set up a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and would love to hear your thoughts on each episode. And if you know someone who you think would be great on the podcast or you want to come on yourself, please get in touch. I'd love, love, love to hear from you. Okay, so this brings me to my first guest on the Mine Life podcast, Aaron Ellis Kerr. He's been working in the mining industry for well over a decade. He started off as a resident in Port Hedland and is now working FIFO out of Perth. Now, one of the things that Aaron is really passionate about outside of work is long-distance swimming. He's highly committed to his training, and over the last five years, he's completed, multiple times I might add, the Rottnest Channel Swim, the Pier to Pub, and the Lake Argyle Swim. In fact, in my capacity as a radio announcer at Red FM, I did actually recruit Aaron to lead our Red FM team in Kununurra for the Lake Argyle Swim, and he was an absolute trooper. He led the team, we were all really lazy, didn't swim much, he knocked off 10 kilometers pretty much by himself. It was very, very impressive. So I can definitely, definitely vouch for Aaron's commitment to swimming. Now, during this time of COVID-19, Aaron's been posting various exercise videos on his social media streams, which has been helping not just him, but others get through a very trying period of time on the mines. Aaron's always up for a chat and he joins me right now on the Mine Life Podcast. Very much for joining Mind Life Podcast. How are you, mate? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Pretty full on at the
1: moment. How's it all going with you, mate? Yeah, it's pretty. It is pretty full on over here. So obviously, um, there's been a lot of changes um, with work. So I used to be on a five two four three roster, yeah. um, which meant I traveled on a weekly basis. Had most weekends back at home. Um, now we've all sort of shuffled across to a two and two roster. So I'm away for 14 days at a time now. Um, And then obviously get the 14-day break at at home again. Um, Airports have changed a lot. Camp's changed a lot. Uh, So the airports, we get uh, tested uh, for the COVID fevers and all of that all the time. So we've got to fill out new forms and do our social distancing as we get on and off planes, um, which makes it a bit difficult. Um, Same with camp. So camp's now pretty much shut down. No gyms, no pools. Uh, no wet messes, we can only get takeaways from the wet messes, the um, dinner hall's all set up differently now, so social distancing rules in play, Um, so it makes it a pretty pretty isolated and lonely place when you're up there for a longer period of time.
0: It's a huge lifestyle change that as well, Um, with the social distancing and you mentioned there's no wet mess and The dinner halls are set up differently. So what are you actually doing? Are you you having to sort of leave a chair in between each person while you're having dinner? Or does everyone have to have their own separate table? Like that's a huge
1: lifestyle change. Yeah, so everyone has their own separate table. So all the tables are set up one and a half metres away from each other. Um, So literally you you go into the the mess and as you line up for your food, it's all one and a half metres away. The food actually gets served up for you. Um, plastic plates, plastic knives and forks, um, which is always good fun. And then yeah, you just basically sit down by yourself and uh, enjoy your lovely tucker.
0: Oh, so now you don't have to make an excuse to sit by yourself and have some peace and quiet. You can actually just uh, look at your phone while you wait. Pretty much, that's it. (laughs) No, it is pretty crazy. So what are you essentially doing? Are you finishing your shift, uh, going and having some dinner, and then just going back to your room? Is that pretty much the way it works?
1: Yeah, basically, um, so pretty much you'll finish your 12-hour shift and then go back to the camp um, and and do whatever routine you have in place. So, obviously, you've known me for a while and always up to doing crazy things. So, um, for myself, fitness is a big part of my life. So, I start doing these rapid little 30-minute workouts when I get back from camp and um, then go and have dinner and, yeah. Mate, you've segued into it nicely, actually, because uh, one of the main things I want to speak to you about
0: Today is swimming. We all, um, or people who know you, know that you're massively into swimming. You do these crazy long 20-kilometer swims. You've done rotto. um, You've done Lake Argo up near Kununaro a couple of times. Uh, You really are nuts. You're a fitness fanatic, I'm going to say. So I want to talk to you about the videos that you've been making and how you've been helping sort of keep fit on site.
1: Yeah, so obviously you mentioned swimming, so swimming is a big part of my life, and at the moment it is pretty difficult to actually get in the water and, and go for a swim, um, so obviously being up on site, I, I don't get the luxury of jumping in the water and, and swimming, there's no pools up there I can go to, um, you've been to Port Headland, so uh, you'd know me explaining about the logistics of trying to get off camp and uh, get to the beach to go for a swim, it's not the nicest place to sort of swim, um, with big <laughs> tidal movement, so um, I've reached out to a few people that um, I obviously know through um, my training and swimming and all of that stuff and, and have been given some handy tips on how to do some dry land training um, and some resistance work to to keep the like strength and fitness up. Um, and I've set myself a few little goals and challenges along the way. So whilst I'm up on camp for my two weeks on, um, I'm doing myself a little push-up challenge where I'll be increasing my sort of sets of push-ups every Every week, um, which was was fun for the first two weeks, keeps the brain active, um, and obviously talking about obviously all the COVID nineteen stuff and the changes, it's it's pretty mentally um, draining and obviously being up there and isolated solely. So, I'm um, posting the videos is a bit of fun as well for people to to have a watch. They can they can join in and do the exercises. Um, they can share with their mates for a bit of a laugh, or they can just talk about obviously what they're going through up there and how they're finding the changes, helping them. And, you know, if if it only just generates a conversation, well, that's a good start.
0: And I must say I'm very disappointed because a lot of these videos that you've been doing, you've been using the resistance bands, as you mentioned. And I've actually come prepared today. I went to Rebel Sport the other week and I bought a set of resistance bands because I thought we were going to be doing some uh, exercises on this podcast together.
1: Mate. I'm more than happy to to talk you through some of the exercises. Um, As I said, I I left my resistance bands up up at camp. I've uh, I've been cleaning up my old push bike down in Perth to to get some uh, big enduro rides in there to keep the cardio fitness up when I'm back in Perth. So, um, obviously, again, training in Perth changed a lot too for me. I can't just go to the pool. And um, getting into winter, the ocean's getting pretty rough. So, uh, obviously, don't do much ocean training through the winter. So, yeah, but I'm more than happy to talk you through a couple of the exercises if you're, uh, if you're keen to give it a try and see what it feels like.
0: <laughs> if we have a bit of time at the end, then, yep, we'll definitely do it. And I must say as well, um, I just went and bought these online and then I had them delivered within a couple of days. But it's quite a uh, cost-effective way to exercise on site and in your donga as well because I think this set of bands cost me $40, I'm going to say, plus postage, so under 50 bucks. And this could last you years really couldn't it um there's so many different exercises to do
1: with them yeah and and there's different grades as well so if you're looking for your resistance bands you'll see on there they've got different level ratings on them Mm. so the different levels mean that the bands have more resistance so as you get more comfortable using the bands and doing the different exercises you can change the the resistances for for different activities to to obviously work more into that strength category too for sure. So with fitness, um,
0: while well you're sort of facing this whole COVID-19 change up, are you sort of looking at it more as maintenance for your swimming or is it more uh, something to keep you busy and keep you sort of active mentally and uh, happy and from a, I guess, a mental health perspective?
1: Oh, definitely both. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I've, I've looked at it and uh, you would have seen I posted on my Insta page about um, changes in my training and lifestyle with the COVID-19 stuff. Um, and and it is, it, obviously, after all of this has finished and we go back to competing and racing again, um, I'm going to be jumping back into the swimming arena and, and seeing how I go. So I need to keep myself fit um, and active. Um, yep. One, still competitive. Uh, but two, it is lonely um, being up on camp and being so isolated all the time. Um, so it's also a way to really tap into that you know mental health sort of side of things and making sure i am keeping mentally healthy and and all of that yeah so <laughs> actually one thing that i had to think about when i saw you doing
0: your videos online and you're in your donger and you kind of you know you're tugging away with these bands on the door and you're banging around what do your neighbors think what do they reckon's going on in your donger <laughs> while they're watching tv I,
1: <laughs> I actually haven't had a knock on the door yet to uh, see if there's anything suspicious going on um Look, to be honest, I haven't really heard many noises from my neighbours either. So I'm, I'm hoping they don't hear me bashing and clanging. Um, and if they do, I hope they feel comfortable enough to be able to just knock on the door and say, hey, mate, what's, what's going on? Keep it down in there. So I might just be lucky that they're actually out having dinner at the time I'm doing the exercises. So fingers crossed.
0: That's true. Or it could be the noise cancelling headphones, one of the two. <laughs> so, mate, with all this COVID stuff as well, uh, you talked about airports Um, sorry, just to get away from the fitness for a minute, but I'm just really interested in this. And uh, they're doing testing on you and all that sort of stuff as you go through. What are they doing? Is it just simply a temperature test or are you having to do the actual um, nasal test every time?
1: No, so my last rotation was purely temperature test. Um, So um, obviously with the company I work with up there, it was literally we go to our airport as normal um, and there's no one at the airport, usually other than the FIFO workers. Um, All the now zoned off into sections the seats are all like taped up so you're sitting your social distancing apart from each other so no one can sit next to each other at seats um, crosses on the floor like everywhere you go even when you go to Bunnings there's crosses on the floor so yeah. crosses on the floor Social distancing as we're lining up to board the plane um, and then we'll have um, both representative from the company and a medic come past and take a temperature so they're just using a temperature gauge that they take the temperature off your forehead. Um, We sign a form to say that we haven't travelled within the last 14 days anywhere uh, and basically, yeah, record our temperature and our fly-up day and our fly-home day. Uh, We've got exemption letters as well for working because um, WA is closed down into regions. So we've got to make sure we've got our exemption letter with us and we've also got um, police that meet us up at the other end in Port Headland and confirm we're up there for work.
0: Yeah, okay. That's I forgot about that part of it as well. So you need to get your exemptions, and that's obviously part of the reason that you're doing longer swings. Um, how have you found that? Has that had a bit of an effect on family life and the way you sort of go things about on a normal day to day?
1: Oh, for sure, massively. So my life is big evolved around my family as well. So obviously, got a young family at home, a wife and um, the little one. Um, yeah. So it, it it has changed a lot to. Um, you know, how my lifestyle was, I was home every weekend, I was only spending about three nights away a week. Um, So I miss out on that opportunity of um, spending quality time with the family. Mm. Um, Also, well, with with working the longer shifts for the 14 days, um, it's also hard to link up with like video chats and stuff like that around convenient times. So obviously, the little girl goes down at about six o'clock at night, I'm only knocking off work by then. So to be able to try and Organized times that I'm available to talk and you know, obviously see the little girl and give her a wave over a good old uh, FaceTime, it does make it a bit difficult. And there are other challenges that come into play with having those longer rosters, yeah,
0: for sure. And I'm assuming your wife um, is she having to work from home as well because that's going to pose problems of their own with, um, with a younger child, like she's obviously got to be looking after. Uh, The kid while you're away as well, how's she balancing everything that she's got to do?
1: Yeah, so luckily we've um, got some good family members that have been helping us out. So the nanas are getting a lot of quality time with their (laughs) granddaughter. Um, So, but again, you know, people have had to chip in to to sort of help out, as you mentioned. Yeah, the wife is now working from home as well. So um, that does have its own challenges there for her as well. Daycares, we can't just drop bubs off at daycare anymore. So there's a lot of things that obviously have changed and going forward as well, who knows how long we're gonna be in this environment for. So, you know, kudos to the rest of the family for um, obviously chipping in and giving us a hand and and supporting each other. And it's probably the big thing that, you know, to get that message across, like if you need the help, obviously ask for it, Um, don't bottle it up. And and hopefully there are people out there that can help. Not everyone's as lucky as myself and my wife to be able to have some grandparents that can help us. Um, So it is challenging times.
0: It is. And now that I'm getting you across Zoom as well there, Aaron, uh, you could probably run a family-wide workout. So get them all on at, say, 8 p.m. or something like that, and you can do your half an hour, I don't know, resistance band workout with the whole
1: family. Yeah, well, um, potentially. um, The the family will probably not want to necessarily get involved and uh, would hate to see me in my lovely workout gear all the time, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I could definitely... uh, definitely try and use the new Zoom that I've now downloaded the app for, so yeah.
0: (laughs) And so what tips would you have for people who want to keep their fitness up over this period when they are stuck in isolation, especially when they've got 10 hours a day in their donger up
1: on site? Well, look, you brought up a really good point there. Um, a lot of the a lot of the organisations that are out there. So, um, I believe like your F45s and some of the twenty four hour gyms that you've got. I like Anytime Fitness are doing it. Um, even some of the smaller businesses that are around that are personal trainers and stuff like that. A lot of them are doing online training now, um, and yeah. exactly through Zoom platform. Um, so. Have a look if it's something you'd be interested in. If you find that you train better with other people, try and see when they're doing their routines and all of that, and you can jump online and have a look at that. Um, look, jump on my Instagram page, so um, AEK underscore Just Keep Swimming. Um, have a look at some of the videos I've got up there. I've got some comments in there as well um, about some of the things that you can do. Um, set yourself some challenges and some goals. Uh, there's, a, I know there's a push-up, comp or push-up challenge starting early May, so very soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: Twenty twenty-one 21 days, you can see how many push-ups you can do and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, which is pretty cool. And I think this is actually a really good opportunity for yourself, mate. Um, Having that extra bit of time to do stuff like these videos, and obviously um, you're sort of growing more and more in the swimming world, like even that little logo on your T-shirt. Give them a plug, mate. Is that Catfish
1: Designs? Yeah, so Catfish Designs, um, for any of your swimming or uh, triathlon gear, jump onto their website. Uh, So www.catfishdesigns.com.au. Check out their stuff. It's awesome.
0: They provide a lot of stuff for Aaron when he does his uh, long-distance swims, like the Rottnest Swim, for example, or the Pier to Pub and all those different ones. But um, with this extra time, mate, it is a good opportunity for you to get onto the socials and do these workouts and talk more about swimming and I guess help other people who are looking at getting into swimming or help other people who want to get better or just want to swim with you in general?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, you know, my presence in the open water stage. So, you know, I only started back up in the open water arena about four and a bit years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, First solo back in 2016 and, and it wasn't a very pretty solo. So, uh, you know, um, you're never too old to, to get back into your fitness side of things. And as you said, like, you know, reach out on my socials, and you'll you'll see I'm um, keen and mad um, swimmer, and I'm more than happy to sort of help out and give advice. So, hit me up with a DM if you if you're interested, and I can point you in the right direction, or I'll uh, definitely give you some guidance to to what you can do.
0: Hey, what's the toughest swim you've done, mate?
1: <laughs> I remember a, uh, I remember a relay swim that I uh, I uh, jumped into with a with a couple of amateur swimmers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what it was. For some weird reason, I felt like I swam quite a lot further than than the other two, Um, (laughs) but that it was a good swim, that one. Um, (laughs) To put that in context, though,
0: um, it's pretty funny because that was the Lake Argyle swim, and um, that's when I was working for Red FM, who were the local radio station, and we recruited you as our professional swimmer. But the thing was, we recruited you um, in our four-man team. That went down to three people. And um, you still trained as if you were going to be swimming you know, your fair share, which you would say is 5Ks because you were the better swimmer, maybe somewhere between 5 and 10. But you actually did the majority of that swim, let's be honest. So you probably did 17 or 18Ks of 20. <laughs> so for what you trained for, um, you really went above and beyond. So that would have actually been one of the hardest swims you did, I reckon.
1: Uh, yeah, mentally, it was probably one of the toughest ones I had to prepare for being up at the lake, um, 30 degree water temp, fresh water, mm. um, unfamiliar territory for me, and um, obviously an unfamiliar team. Um, you you don't have the luxury of, of picking your boat drivers and stuff like that when you're thrown into a team environment like that. So obviously, mm. thanks like much to Red FM and obviously your team and your support with that and getting everything organized for us. But it was, yeah, it was a different event. Never never trained with the swimmers I was swimming with never had a game plan on how we were going to do rotations and and all of that so yeah mentally it was tough um, physically I was probably in, in pretty good Nick for that swim um, yeah. so definitely can't complain um, the toughest swim I'd have to probably say is the Porta pub ultra marathon that I started um, it was a year I think it was 2018 um, the year the event actually got cancelled due to weather conditions yeah right um, it was it was pretty rough out there and the the organizers did a brilliant job with the way they ran the event so they made the decision to start it and then obviously the conditions turned to worsen rather than get better as the weather was predicted Um, and and then they canceled the event but um i lost my paddler about two k's into that event Um, i couldn't find my boat for about 15 minutes and was nearly cut off at that point which was at the 5k mark um, and then bashed through the swell for about another four to five Ks. I think it was about 10 Ks that I actually um, got out of the water um, and couldn't hold any food down, was throwing up, uh, was smashing through a swell that was two meters or something. Um, got some pretty good videos of it, but that was, that was mentally and physically tough purely because standing on the start line, looking out at those conditions. And as a swimmer, you're like, oh, I love rough water, but not this rough. Um, <laughs> So yeah, very, very, t- and, and it was uncontrolled. So, you know, you lose your paddler. You, you don't know where you're swimming. Um, you can't find your boat. You start to get anxious and, and a bit frustrated. So well, you kind of went- lose
0: your lifeline there, don't you? Because like with your paddler and your boat, they're the people that if you're actually struggling, you can grab onto and have a little bit of an out for a while. But without that, you're, you're literally in very deep water, very rough water with nothing with only your arms
1: yeah um, well in those big events you're not allowed to ha- hold on to any of the craft that's um, disqualification but, um, they are definitely <laughs> a lifeline um, as you know you've, you've paddled a solo event for me um, you, you are the lifeline and, and without you by my side for that event I probably wouldn't have finished I think that last K in the lovely Lake Argyle 10K I did solo up there this year or last year was, was pretty tough to finish and without the support of the paddler edging you on um yeah. pretty tough
0: yeah I, I did give you a bit of a Teddy Whitten um pump up speech there at the end of the three-quarter time didn't I
1: <laughs> yeah you, I saw the spray coming out of the mouth and, and you definitely <laughs> threw it up in the belly but I thought you might have eaten on me um so it was good
0: <laughs> so would you recommend anyone else working in mining getting into swimming because I know it's really been good for you
1: Oh, 100%. Um, I would recommend anyone to get into swimming. Uh, you, you sit down with me for five minutes, you, you get to hear all my yarns about swimming. Um, love it, passionate, all that sort of stuff. But on the flip side of that, swimming is my thing um, and I am passionate about it. I, I would highly just recommend that find find something you're interested in. If if you like to go for a run, go go for a run. Um, mm. If you like to walk, walk. It, you just need to give something that, one, you can set yourself those realistic goals to and, and two, that you enjoy. There's no point in in choosing an activity that you don't enjoy because you, you're not going to do the work that you need to do to, to get to where you want to get to. And realistic goals. Um, you know, it took me took me about five or four years to, to realistically put myself back to a position that I became somewhat competitive in swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go out there and I'm going to make it to the Olympics. Um, set yourself those realistic goals, you know. Uh, I'm going to be able to run. 2Ks nonstop in about a month's time. You know, just give yourself those little targets. And, and it's always good to give yourself that pat on the back and, and yourself a little bit of a reward when you, when you reach those goals.
0: It is good how you actually uh, make the point that you can... That, that, that swimming advice translates over something like running as well, where if someone's on site at this point, maybe they do want to get into swimming, but obviously you can't use a pool, you can't get out in the ocean. Um, if they start setting those little goals with something like running or even cycling, whatever it might be, then they can eventually sort of translate them across to
1: swimming. So that's really good to know as well, mate. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, mate, any any more final thoughts about uh, fitness on site, about swimming in general, just about life in general, mate? It's a tough time at the moment.
1: Well, it is. And, and I know you mentioned about the resistance bands earlier on um, and cost effective and all of that sort of stuff. So uh, I, I've had a few people reach out to me for, I've, I'm actually flying back up onto site in about three more days. So I'm almost, almost over my uh, 14 days back in home and being able to ride along the coast and enjoy that view. But <laughs> I've had a few people reach out to me about some, uh, some other cost effective ways of being able to do training up on site. Um, so I've got some really cool activities I'll be trialing out when I'm back up on site using milk cartons. Um, so if, if you're interested to find out, as I said, like, you'll be able to see it on my socials. But uh, yeah, um, some more weight-based training rather than resistance-based training.
0: Right, right. So you're talking about, for example, the two-litre milk bottles. And do you fill them with water or do you fill them with rice or something?
1: Or what's the go?
0: Give <laughs> so us yeah, a little insight
1: before we look it up. We're doing the three-litre uh, three liter milk cartons. Um, so obviously, everyone has milk with their coffee, bar the fact I saw you drinking your nice black coffee there before, so not having your, oh, your yes. latte at the moment. But, um, <laughs> yep, so basically, I think four bucks to go get your milk, um, finish your milk, and then um, a couple of different ways you can do it. So basically, just fill the milk carton up with water. That'll give you uh, three kilos. You've got two three-kilo kettlebells. Um, if you want, fill them up half with water, half with sand, and it works out to be roughly five kilos, mm-hmm. um, or the other option fill it the whole way up with sand. And I think if you fill it the whole way up with sand, you're talking around maybe seven kilo. Um, but it's obviously what you have around your household that you can put in it. Um, rice yet perfect if you've got rice. I, I don't know if the shops shelves are still empty of rice. So it's been a while since I've had a look at the. Well, there's a shopping the rice. limit,
0: that's for sure. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so I'll be I'll basically just be using kettlebells instead of kettlebells themselves I'll be milk cartons and um, be showing some different exercises to do for, for strengthening work oh beautiful and you're
0: on site so surely you can put iron ore in there that'll put it up to about 20 kgs wouldn't it
1: yeah something, yeah, something like that <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get my hands on any iron ore I can try <laughs> <laughs> they are probably be questioning me to why I'm driving out with a ute full of iron ore
0: Hey, for social media videos, anything's fine. I'm sure they'll understand that.
1: (laughs) Now, Aaron, thank you very
0: much for having a chat with us today, mate. It's been really good to get insights about fitness and how you're dealing with this time where your shifts have become longer. There's a lot more safety and security measures in place and a lot of people are finding that they're a lot more isolated than what they would have been before. So it's good to get a voice uh, from someone who's, you know, trying to deal with it with fitness and keeping himself right. It's really good. Thanks, mate.
1: Yeah, no dramas, Thanks for the time. Um, I believe the social distancing rules have changed a bit as well. So uh, I'm going to be obviously finding out what that's going to be like back up on site. Um, we now can have groups of 10. So hopefully we may be able to do a bit more outdoor activities with each other when we're up on site and going for runs. Um, and probably, I think, as we mentioned previously as well, like the big thing around mental health at the moment, like obviously everyone's in different circumstances up there and, you know, it is tough times. So, you know, feel free to reach out to your co-workers and obviously other people that you feel comfortable to talk to um, and, and make sure we keep that awareness on, on mental health because it, it is a big issue within the mind. Um, resource sector and all that so obviously there's other organisations too that you can reach out to and talk to
0: sure and one more time before we let you go mate what's your uh, Instagram handle there that you're going to be putting your fitness videos up onto
1: yep so at AEK underscore just keeps swimming
0: Aaron Ellis Kerr thank you very much mate
1: all right thank you Robbie
0: and there you have it that's episode one of Mind Life podcast done and dusted Thank you very much to Aaron Alice Kerr once again. If you want to check out his Instagram and his exercise videos, AEK underscore just keep swimming. Alrighty, we'll be back next week with Sandra Lamb from FIFO Focus. Really looking forward to having a chat with her about mental health on the mind site and some ways in which people can combat those extra long shifts and the mental toll that it could be having on your mind and also the toll that it could be having on your body as well. Don't forget, check us out on the socials as well, Mind Life Podcast at Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And I'll be chatting to you again next week. See you later.